the funny thing is though, during the first break, uh, Hila wandered over and we were talking and she's like, she's like, dude, my Uber driver like got me lost in the middle of campus. And we got there. She said, that's it. Get out. I'm not, I'm not going any further. So she kicked Hila out in the middle of campus and she had to like wander through campus to find the alumni center. Welcome to 33 Tangents, a roundtable discussion covering a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Your hosts, Jason Thompson, John Moran, Jen Coons, and myself, Jim Driscoll, all live in different areas of the world, but work together in the same company. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. Oh, where's our weather? It's chilly, but but gorgeous here. So, mm. um, I want to well, be outside. Yeah, we all have a little bit of spring fever. Yeah. Uh huh. Except John. John. John's probably been enjoying like ninety degree weather for six straight months. <laughs> does something. Does Thailand have seasons? It there's a rainy season and a and a dry season, but it, the temperature's pretty consistent. Yeah. It's I mean it's a little bit it changes slightly, but yeah, it's not by any means. So right now you're not in Thailand, right? You're in New York. Uh, yeah, I'm in New York now, so I'm That's experiencing fun. much colder weather. Yeah. So <laughs> New York has it's kind seasons. of cozy. Yeah, but um, your 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 Instagram from today, the um, what was it? No no pets, no furniture on the grass. Oh, and the yeah. <laughs> I that thought was it, awesome. I thought it was a funny sign because I, I could just great. imagine people carrying like a couch down to the, the <laughs> park and then too. being turned away by the sign. I'm like, what What has gone down in this park in the past that prompted this sign to go no up? No kidding. Yeah. Well, it's like when we were hiking up on one of the mountains near here, and there's a, a mountain pond kind of thing that had a sign of no homemade boats. Yeah. Which is a really oddly specific sign that really makes you wonder what must have happened there. Totally. <laughs> no, he doesn't say no boats, just no homemade boats. <laughs> right. Very specific. That's awesome. I'm sure something with uh, lawn furniture and some empty uh, 50 gallon <laughs> buckets. Mm-hmm. Or, or someone tried to, um, you know, someone tried to uh, redo the, uh, the flex seal commercial. Have you seen that one? Where oh he yeah. Places the bottom of the boat with yeah, a screen yeah. door and then puts the flex seal over it. That, that's what I, that's what I have visions of in my head. Now, is that a homemade boat or just a modified boat? We would have to get Georgia Law to see if we can clarify that. Yeah, the but I would call that a modified boat. <laughs> so this is the first time we've had uh, four people on, right? This should be interesting. Yes, it should be. And I was actually, I, I had every intention of recording this in person, all of us sitting together last week when we were all at Summit. But, you know, unfortunately, I had to, to cancel my trip. Um, so I thought we'd regroup this week. Um, because, uh, you know, originally I was interested in, you know, I was discussing all the cool stuff that you know, we saw, we heard and, and whatnot, but at this point we'll modify it a bit. I'm now curious to, to, to see what are the, the cool things that you, that you, you all saw out there, some of the new things that maybe they said that were coming. And then also I'd like to, to get Jen, Jen's input on what it's like to, to present at a, uh, uh, an event that large. Sorry, yeah, we're like, not recording well, yet, right? I we are. No, we're recording. Oh, well, I fed my dog. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this um, is how we do it. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. we, shouldn't have even, we shouldn't have even told her we were recording and just kept going for like an hour. <laughs> it would have been so good. Uh, well, yeah, it was either like, that or uh, she made whimpery noises the whole time we talked. So No, that's that's why people, I think, like our podcast is it, uh, it, it feels natural. Yep, that's me. That's Keeping what, it real. Uh, so there were like 600 plus people in Jen's session. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that many, but yeah, um, quite a few people showed and, uh, well, and, and you know, Jason, you presented at stuff and I'm sure John and Jim have to a degree as, uh, as well too. This was definitely the biggest presentation I've ever done. Um, but it was only 11 minutes and, uh, uh, yeah. So I don't know if we want to launch into the, what is it like to present to that many people and be a part of summit in that sense right now, or visit it later. Ah, it's up to you or 
we can start with did you guys hear that jen shot a shirt into the ceiling at the at the conference center i saw the video <laughs> i i have watched it at least 100 it's probably one of the greatest things i've ever seen it is so good it is so good it uh i think what makes it just the best for me is not just me but it's the the laughter of some of the folks in the front row um the i think it was but Brad Millett uh, from Blast like literally fell out of his seat laughing. So um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. And and Jim, if you haven't seen it, John, I think you probably have. John shot a 360 degree uh, view of it on video so you can drag it around. And I've been watching that over and over again because <laughs> you can look at the different parts of the audience and see how people react. And it's just amazing. It really is so good. Yeah, I, I've watched that one a couple times. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> but it's getting good. a lot of plays. Yeah. Uh, well, we we should we should promote the link. <laughs> no, we will. I'm gonna I'm gonna link it up. So if you go to the uh, blog post on 33sticks.com for this episode, uh, I'll have I'll definitely have a link to it, so you can check it out. It was it was phenomenal. Um, so I didn't I didn't do a lot of the traditional. Uh, event stuff as far as sessions and main stage and whatnot so it may be good to start there jen john what i guess let's start with what did we think about some of the main stage events uh either some of the the speakers that they had i know the snakes is always super popular and then what were some of your favorite um sessions that, that you attended i'll throw it out to either one of you well first of all summit this year was huge um, like it's always huge, but it felt way more so. It was funny because the first person I ran into that had a summit tag and, you know, I had my summit name tag on and they're like, oh, you're here for the Marketo conference. And I just kind of chuckled like, eh, no. <laughs> um, and that, that gave me a flavor of just how many more people were going to be there that hadn't always been a part of summit before kind of. Um, and I don't know what we're going to do. Like if we outgrow this venue, where to next? Um because it's you know seventeen thousand people, I think they're just going to have to split things up or something. I really do yeah. hope it doesn't get bigger than this. Yeah, it was it was big. I mean, when I when I dared to venture out there, the hallways in between sessions were like busier than the busiest city in the world I've ever been. It was just like <laughs> packed. I'm like, how are people moving around? I was actually I had lunch with a, a buddy today. Um, who I think he was down there for the AWS convention or some big convention. Mm -hmm. So it's, it got to the point where it's, it's so big that they book multiple conference centers and then oh, they, um, they define like areas of interest. So they kind of have everybody with a certain area of interest in one conference center. And that's the only way they could handle it. Yeah. I think Adobe's going to have to do something like that eventually. For There's me, not to else. get into like a Sorry, yeah, not to get into a griping session, but I I just feel like I mean they did a great job with organization and you know all the volunteers or or not volunteers uh, all sure. the people that kind of were uh, you know directing people around, but at the same time, I noticed like almost every session there were a good number of people that were just late, and I feel like late not because they were dilly dallying, but just because of the congestion and getting to a session. Because you couldn't get up the escalators. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was about to say. If, if nothing else, they have to get another set of elevators or, heck, I, I would have taken the <laughs> stairs, yeah. happily would have taken stairs if they had some that were convenient. But um, I've never been somewhere where they, they had to literally block people off from the escalators or else it would just keep kind of tossing people who hit the top of the escalator into the crowd that was already there, which had no room for them. So we had to wait until there was room at the top of the escalator so people could get on the bottom without like launching into people already there. Um, it, it was it was bad. But uh, aside from that, it's fun because past summits, uh, I often went for the networking and, and all of that uh, and sneaks and, and all of that. But sessions weren't really my thing. You know, there's only so much you can learn about Site Catalyst 14. Um, like I, I wasn't learning a ton in sessions, whereas now every session I'm taking a ton of notes and almost all of them conflict with another session that I really want to go to as well. And I'm actually going to rewatch or watch a lot of videos of missed sessions and things. So I, I think part of that is just that the tools are iterating so fast now, um, mm -hmm. that I, I really value being able to see how other people are using them and, you know, little things like, um, 
in someone's session, uh, they were showing stuff in an uh, analysis workspace and they just happened to hold down control while clicking on the metric header for a column. And apparently that duplicates the column. They weren't doing that as like a tip or trick to using analysis workspace. They just did that. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 how, what was that magic that apparently you can duplicate the column headers if you just hold down control or command on a Mac. And um, that's going to save me a ton of time. So there, there's a lot of things like that that you just don't see, especially working remotely, unless you're kind of watching other people work and, and doing their cool things. So a lot of what I learned was just stuff along those lines. I, I definitely second that sentiment that um, the sessions have become, yeah, I, I found a lot a lot of them to be a lot more practical and and useful um yeah a lot of a lot of a lot around tips a lot around little kind of um hacks but hacks in a way to just make the the tool more productive maybe not even hacks just maybe you know productive tips um but i i do feel like there were a lot of choices around um realistic uh types of such sessions like that to see how people or how companies were doing certain things and not just kind of um the the salesy or or um you know very very high level yeah uh, kind of sessions yeah. yeah yeah and i think they they got that feedback in um i i don't know how influential adobe was in helping shape the sessions i know they had lots of kind of help that they offered beforehand to do so but i was uh reading through Hila's feedback um forum form that she got after her session and a couple of the questions kind of stood out to me. One was rank how salesy you felt this mm -hmm. uh, session was. And the other one was how, how actionable was this session? So I think those two things have, have been complaints in the past where people have walked away and said that was just a gigantic sales pitch or, you know, that was interesting, but I don't have anything that I can walk away yeah. with. And, and it seems like Adobe got that message loud and clear. And it sounds like, the sessions have, have really done a good job of cutting out the sales nonsense and moving towards things that, that people could actually take back to their their desk and, and either start working on or at least a starting point to start researching how to do some, some new innovative uh, things for their organizations. It does crack me up, though, like how many sessions there were that were tips and tricks and how to's and all of that where the tip or trick is really a, here's how to get a lim around a limitation of the tool set. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. And like my, my two tips that I had as part of the Rockstar session, I very much hope that one of them does it quickly becomes obsolete, um, which is, you know, making it so you can have different currency codes in a virtual report suite. Um, and then I know that you now same with HELOS session, it wouldn't have needed to exist if the, yeah. some of those, more statistical necessary things for testing were in analysis workspace. So it is interesting to see year over year, again, how quickly the tools are iterating and um, yeah. 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 And I, I think it just goes to show that people are innovative uh, in order to get things that they need. And I also think it's probably an amazing opportunity for Adobe product to have companies innovate with their product in unique ways and then have all of their customers in one place to give virtual real-time feedback on how much this would mean to them to have in the product i i i have to think that they're they're paying really close attention to yeah that. here's hoping <laughs> yeah i did notice of some adobe engineers i think in, in Hila's session as well you know and and just for those that didn't know like Hila presented an amazing way to kind of do a variety of things, um, including like um, incorporating statistical significance in, in workspace. Um, but I, I know for it as an example, there were some um, engineers that that worked on some of those technologies behind the scenes in the session. So, yeah, I, I, I do hope that um, they took good notes on what how people are really using the the tool. So how about the general sessions? Because I know that that's, that's something that was already asked and we didn't really touch on it much. I'll admit I, I don't get excited too much by the general sessions anymore and frequently use them as a glorious quiet time in my room watching the session over the internet and hoping the internet hotel internet is good enough to um, <laughs> let me watch it that way. Um, I enjoyed Reese Witherspoon. The sports guy was a sports guy. That's, that's how much and uh, how rememberable that was to me. But I also get that I'm not the target audience. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Reese Witherspoon at least had like 
a marketing ish because she has a business and she some of it at least touched on marketing and data. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Sneaks is always fun. And the other sessions I've, I've gotten less and less excited about over the years. Yeah. I feel like I, I was super excited for those types of sessions earlier on in, in my career. And especially, you know, the first few times I was at a summit, I think it really just goes to, you know, just, and, 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 and that's, I mean, it really goes a long way to kind of, inspire you, motivate yeah. you, give you an um, familiarity with like the, the ecosystem of sorts. Um, but yeah, I agree with you that I'm personally not as excited, especially just with um, yeah all the logistics of, of getting to those sessions. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I honestly feel like, yeah, there's there wasn't really anything new per yeah. se. I mean, th- yeah. there was, but there it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and with the Adobe experience platform that they, which was kind of their big thing this year, um, I, I feel bad because like, I know some of the things that are planned for it. And I know that this is kind of a foundation for awesomeness in the future, but the foundation itself isn't all of that exciting or, um, you know, practically impractical and usable by a, a wide variety of clients quite yet. So, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see some of the future things that they do with that. And in fact, they even sneaked, sneaked, snuck, I don't know, <laughs> um, a peek at it last year during sneaks of uh, being able to bring in NBA data sets or something like that, where the, the future is you can use analysis workspace on any data set that you want without having to pretend like it's web data or feed it into Adobe Analytics. Um, that kind of stuff is really, really interesting. Um, and they they even talked about things like in the distant future, uh, your implementation, you, you would have just one JavaScript on your page, not in the sense that you'd have one JavaScript that contains everything, like has your audience manager library and your S code and all of that, but really just one one code, one beacon with key value pairs, no more EVARs, no more events. Um, and then Adobe helps you know, interpret that as needed into the different tools. Uh, and in some cases, not even doing that mapping anymore. Merely a, a dimension is a dimension is a dimension. It's no longer a EVAR here and an inbox param there and so forth. So that's the distant future, but they're laying the groundwork for a lot of that now. And that's really exciting to me, but also kind of like, well, not much I can do about it yet. Yeah, so I, I didn't attend that session, but I'm interested in what you took away from it as far as what the roadmap looks like and when things may be enabled and do you see them working towards that point of not only being able to use the tools as a platform but to be able to use the tools to connect it together because it's it's something that we see with all of our clients universally is that whether it's web data and other data but more but more so you know web data across disparate systems and offline data and we have to look at this all together people are doing it and so i'm wondering if adobe's saying hell they're doing it already why don't we provide the playground for them to do that all within our ecosystem you know kind of going down i don't know if you call it a a cdp or what you call it but do you see that as kind of the direction that they're they're moving towards i do yeah um yeah i think there's kind of two sides of it is one is the server side tag management side of things and telium and um and particle and a bunch of other things are kind of already doing this um, and I, I think the whole industry is fully feeling the tug of it that uh, eventually we're going to have to do that if only for page performance and privacy and you can't have a gazillion tags anymore and, um, and, and all of that. And then, uh, and then the data lake, you know, CDP side of things of um, that's, yeah, just kind of the way of the future that everybody wants all of their data in one spot. I do feel a little bit like we already have, you know, there's a lot of competition in that space or everyone's arriving in that space at about the same time and equally as well as each other. Um, that, uh, you know, if, if it's going to be done at this point, it needs to be done really well because uh, there's a lot of folks doing it mediocrely. Yeah. So not that not that the, these two companies are anywhere in the same universe, but I'm wondering if if I, and I don't know if if everyone saw the seismic filed for bankruptcy yeah. on Friday, 
And, and for those that don't know, seismic um, tends to be a really big aggregator of, of ad marketing conversion code. So if you go to any site and look at the seismic tag and then follow it through, it tends to load up a lot more yeah. marketing conversion tags. I, I wonder how much that is going to cause people to think because we've, we've seen this interesting shift where everyone had these disconnected ecosystems. And then we saw this huge consolidation towards cloud-based deployments. I wonder if we're going to kind of swing back a little bit to the other side where, you know, I don't, again, I don't think seismic has the weight, but maybe people start thinking this is scary. What if Adobe mm -hmm. files for bankruptcy and goes out of business and like everything we have is interconnected there. Uh, it's, it's a, pro and a con or because yeah, it's it is. it's so a single much point easier. of failure but yeah um, but so much it's also a single point of having everything integrated yeah so. exactly and and that's the big thing for me is so much of what we've been doing um on the implementation side for the last i don't know for me the last three or four years has all been around tags and governance and trying to get things back under control where you know You've been in a tag management system for three or four years, and when you started, you didn't realize how much you wanted to keep things documented and follow certain standards. And to be fair, none of us did back then. And now you have 400 tags, and you know we can put something in place to make it easier going forward, but what are you going to do about all of those tags that have been hanging around since 2016 that are you know, within crooks that's deployed by GTM, which is deployed by DTM? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've literally seen it for containers deep um, on one of my clients. So um, it's, but it makes it really, really hard because then when people are like, ah, my double click tag broke. Okay. Well, which one is it? What were your original requirements? And is it the one that's in GTM or the one that's done through GTAG or is it the one like, yeah, that type of stuff's getting really, really difficult. So I agree. Single it's, point it's of failure is scary, but also, governing across a bunch of different tools is really hard. Yeah. And and it's not super sexy, but I think there's got to be a product opportunity for someone to write a SaaS solution to help easily document MarTech deployments. Yeah. I, I'm hearing it more and more where before it was kind of an afterthought. I think I've talked with three or four companies in the last week that have said the our biggest challenge is, is documentation. I talked to someone at, at Unsummit uh, a small event that happens right before the formal summit. And that's what they were saying is that we, we can't even get to a place of being innovative because we're, we're constantly just trying to maintain yeah. things and figure out what happened before, because there's zero documentation anywhere. And it sucks. Right. Sorry, well, we're, we're getting, and, we're getting far away, but it's an interesting topic. But with the analytics, at least like, yeah, a lot of folks struggle with the documentation, but um, I feel like, uh, both with Google Analytics and Adobe Analytics, there is enough continuity that, you know, if I see an EVAR firing somewhere, yeah, I might have to figure out, well, who, well, what was the original purpose of it? Is it meeting its requirements? But with third-party tags, they're like, okay, so I have this you know, brand A, I see that in observe point that it says that I have brand A tags all over the place, but brand A got bought by a different company last year, and um, we no longer call it that, and uh they're all changing and rebranding and renaming and there's new tags all the time. And that makes it even harder to, to grasp, but you're right. We're, we're getting away from, um, from the topic, but yeah, I, I do think moving to server side and getting all of your data in one place. Um, at least that's what, what Adobe and, or a lot of other of the vendors out there seem to think everybody wants. Yeah. Uh, I do get a little nervous too, because I know in one of the general sessions, they talked about, you know, such as such a client's bringing in 12,000 cus uh, customer attributes or some such. And on one hand, wow, it's so cool. The tool can do that. And think of the, the, you know, capabilities, but I don't know, maybe I'm just jaded, but I hear that. And I'm like, oh, there's no way they're getting value out of all of that. That's just a big pool of data that, um, is almost you know too big for its own good and what do you do at that yeah. point yeah for sure um john any interesting hallway conversations or things that happened outside of the prescribed summit path that uh that you were able to partake in um just trying to think i mean outside of uh it's always I mean, I did get a lot of value out of a lot of, a lot of sessions, so I didn't want to come off as sounding uh, 
uh, jaded earlier by any means. But I think a lot of the the side conversations, I mean, in, in our case, um, we're with a lot of our, our, our clients and our our, our family of sorts. Um, so I think that was, those were always great. I mean, it's always awesome to share all kinds of um, ideas, discuss um, uh, things that we've seen and how we can incorporate that into to our, you know, future collaborative work. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it vague on purpose, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there were, there's, a, I mean, those types of conversations are always a lot of fun, I think, to have um, as we discuss, you know, future plans with um, those that we work with. But um, in terms of just outside, completely random conversations, honestly, this year, I didn't really stumble upon those as much as I have in the past. And I wonder if it actually was because of the not to harp on it too much, but just because of the the volume of people and the size of people, I I I just I don't know. For me personally, um, I just saw people shuffling around a lot. Um, so yeah, I didn't really get the kind of the random. I didn't really run into just yeah. people that I knew randomly as much as I, I have in past years. Well, yeah. it's almost so big that you have to like find your group. In which case, you're more hanging out with the folks that are already in in your network. Because otherwise, yeah. there's just there's too much. Right. How about you, Jim? Yeah, and I. Sorry. Oh, no, I, I, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say, <laughs> uh, I'd be curious to hear from Jim's perspective because I I know that I saw you, you know, retweeting some of our stuff, and we were certainly t- talking on Slack. But as someone who was not there, what type of things stood out that that folks were talking about or came up on Twitter or anything like that? Did anything stand out to you? Yeah, I was I was trying to follow as as, as best I could. Um, so I, I watched the the general sessions as I were streamed, and um, yeah, I, you I probably did, did a better look. job of watching those than I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I saw some of the pictures of like the escalators in the hallway, and I'm like, yeah, that's a whole big bucket of nope for me. Um, <laughs> and you know, to talk about like like hallway conversations and and whatnot. Like, um, I had the opportunity to go to Summit in London, the the, the European um some of that they have to following in, in may every year um and i may have mentioned it on on the podcast before and uh i, I will say when i went there i really enjoyed the the, the emea summit uh, the, the one in london because it's much more intimate and it reminded me of the days when summit was in salt lake city when mm-hmm. it was much more intimate you could easily find people and stumble across people in a hallway and you could find a nice corner to to chat for a bit or find a seat in the lounge area to 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 talk um and i mean i remember last year in vegas and it it was crowded and it was tough to do that so seeing some of the pictures like uh that that is one thing that stood out to me like wow it was it was crowded last year i can't imagine what it's like this year with everyone saying um it, it, it's crowded. Now, I mean, there, there's definitely one session I wanted to go to, um, and my registration is still good, so I'm going to watch it um, uh, now that they're up. Uh, I'd watch the stream of it um, around like the the new API that's coming out. See what new stuff we can learn. Um, I'm there, but I mean, the, the biggest thing is is that jumped out is the the stuff. Obviously, Jen, that you were talking about as far as like the future architecture and sending data in um and then just some of the new features that are coming to launch um uh, there, there, there seem to be a few features that that you had mentioned that would make using it um much better and then honestly a lot you know, with launch the the conversations around uh extensions and i know there was a lot of talk on twitter not just during summit but even before that about you know, um, public extensions that people could use, but then also the development of, of private extensions. And that really excites me because uh, not not to rehash what you guys were just talking about, like, but, you know, going back to how do we manage and guide clients in managing an ecosystem where everyone just falls in with the, uh, the, the ideology of like, well, just apply a tag, just apply a tag. And then two years later, you've got all these tags. You don't know if they're still used or not, if the vendor still exists. Um, 
and the, 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 the thoughts of just the, the conversations around private extensions and what could be done there. I mean, really got the, the juices flowing as far as what we could do with maybe some of the current problems that, that, that we're seeing. Um, so that was a bit of a ramble. Um, but like I was trying, again, the biggest thing was just trying to catch up, you know, keep up with what people were talking about and, uh, and then, you know, kind of keep those things in mind when I go back and look, uh, rewatch some of the sessions that I was hoping to attend while I was out there. Um, John, Jen, did you hear much talk either session wise or just in your uh, conversations around privacy? So we're just coming off of, of GDPR. We have the California Consumer Privacy Act that went into law the middle of last year seems to be kind of the beachhead for more and more regulation around data privacy. Uh, I was expecting it to be a hot topic, but I didn't really hear much about it. Was it just where my vision uh, was or did you guys also notice something similar Did it didn't seem to be a big topic of conversation? Um, you go first, John. Oh yeah. I was going to say, I actually did not, none of the sessions I uh attended uh talked about it specifically however i will say that at the um uh the the vendor pavilion you mm -hmm, know where a lot mm -hmm. of the 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 partners uh or, or big vendors have have booths um there was um there were a few that that did have that as um kind of their their key uh point i mean the one that's kind of sticking out and i apologize to the others that uh I can't think of it at the moment, but there, there was one vendor called One Trust, which um, is doing a lot of interesting things around privacy and integration with, with uh, you know, the the Adobe uh, products and, and leveraging launch or whatnot. Um, so that was one that uh, kind of caught my eye. Um, but in terms of session topics, I yeah, I honestly did not hear much. And I was surprised because. Um... It wasn't in any of the main sessions, but in one uh, group of folks that were that were talking, they the uh, India privacy laws came up, and I felt really foolish, like I've had my um, head under a rock or something that I had no idea. You know, it's not like there are many people that live there or anything, um, but they have basically their version of GDPR coming out here uh, before too long that could have a really big impact. Um, and it's it's very strict, like no data about Indians leaves India. Um, and it, it does surprise me how much we could all be oblivious to the fact, well, I don't know, maybe it was just me that was oblivious, but how oblivious we can be to uh, major things like that. Uh, I do know that as far as conversations I was in with random Adobe folks about roadmap and stuff, that it is definitely coming up in their roadmap more and more. Um, like we talked about the whole server side and, and Im impacts of that to uh, privacy and how uh, different tools out there for opt-in, opt-out and all of that. So yeah, it certainly didn't come up with any of the client folks, but it did come up from the Adobe side a fair amount of them trying to be prepared for it. So every year it seems like there's at least one group that uses uh, summit as an anti-campaign opportunity. Do you guys remember what was it like? Monkeys or gorillas? Or, no, it was. Ah, what was it? Do you guys re well, remember? Well, gorillas. There the was like top? the the gorilla in the room, or what was it? Five hundred foot, five hundred pound gorilla. That was way back in Omniture days. Was that an uh, Omniture? Yeah, thing? that was Omniture okay. versus it's competition that may or may not even and there was like around. one year there was like the frankensteins because mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this was when everyone was going to the cloud it's like do you want like a franken something so anyway so like every year it seems like someone takes an opportunity to say wow we have this whole group of people in this ecosystem and we're gonna we're gonna advertise the the opposite or the anti version of that this year, um, there was a billboard heading into the strip on the freeway oh, on one of the freeways from Optimizely, uh, saying how you can you're you are you would be much better using Optimizely than Adobe Target. Hmm. Um, I don't know they've got some campaign out there about how they're seventy percent better or something. So I thought that was interesting. Did you guys see any other 
uh, vendors there that were kind of uh, Adobe competitors that used as an opportunity to target the audience? I didn't, but what really surprised me was how many clients I talked to that were going from DTM to Telium, not to launch. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Well, Telium did a really big yeah. push, a strong marketing really effort have. to say, if you guys are having to replatform you might as well consider going to, to, to yep. Telium. So it sounds like, at least anecdotally, there there may be some some companies that, that took that that bait. Yeah, yeah, that that's what I was hearing, and uh, it was surprising to me. Um, no, you know, Telium's a fine tool, um, and certainly the stuff that they're doing with server-side and, and, you know, data and all of that is very interesting to me. I, I don't think their, their future in client-side tag management's anything I'd get super excited about, but... Um, you know, I have clients that uh, m most folks could do well in either Telium or launch, and most folks could fail miserably in either Telium or launch. Um, and it just has a lot more to do with your your data ecosystem, I think. So, um, but yeah, yeah. it wasn't and, and surprising that it's play, a right? it's a free tool. It, it's just curious that that many folks would be moving away from free uh, and and onto a paid tool. Yeah. But it's usually part of a bigger. It's it's, it's and and to be fair, Telium is 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 sh almost free. Yeah. <laughs> From you know, it's the 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 actual tag management solution itself is fairly low priced. And if you uh, if you throw in the the free hours of consulting that they offer to to onboard you, it's mm -hmm. it's almost a wash. It's almost free. Um, I, I think the bigger play really is as companies evaluate that is what platform do we want to again centralize on? Because right. I think Telium's play is their what is it? What do they call it? Their audience stream, right? Mm -hmm. Is kind of their CDP and going down that that path. So if you're bought into that and you think that that's your ecosystem, then then it totally yep. makes sense. Yeah, and I, I think that's totally it. And if folks ask me like, well, what I prefer, Telium or Launch? It, it really is just a well, which which ecosystem <laughs> do you want to invest in? Um, yeah. Yeah. John, what was the best thing that you ate? <laughs> uh, caught me off guard there. Hey, it's going to be a tough know. one. You, but, you guys um, were pretty well, darn enamored with had... those yard bird chicken. Yeah, oh, I, w I was going to say that. Yeah. That we had our, uh, we had a group dining experience at a yard bird in the venetian had the, the infamous fried chicken which was pretty darn good amazing uh i will follow it up with the the omelet from bouchon was also quite good and i i did not i did not get to the omelet but i looked at it as a positive as uh i gotta go back next year oh there I you go to, yes you do i have to, to try the omelet and, and that that purely came from uh the 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 marketing that got me excited about that was the was uh, Thomas Keller's masterclass video on how to make it oh, perfect omelet. <laughs> um, so Jason, with you coming out and like you said, you didn't participate in a ton of sessions and you avoided the crowd and all of that for the most part. So what do you see as the the value of um, you coming out? Like we certainly loved having you around. It was great to see you in person and stuff. And I know uh, you you had a lot of one on one you. and small group kind of <laughs> chats and stuff, but what yeah what what was the main value for you uh i i think a couple things number one i just even though i didn't attend a lot of the the main summit events um i, I definitely felt really energized by it uh okay. i did watch a few of the main sessions on my laptop note note for future future summits it would have been so much nicer if we could have just streamed that on like the hotel's closed caption tv on one of the hotel channels I like, sworn that one it, year they did do that but I couldn't find it this year. It would have made it so much nicer. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't there. Um, but, you know, I was able to watch some of the the main sessions It was and it was good. And um, just an opportunity to see for, – for me, it's the, it's the people. And having so many people together in one spot, it's, it's an opportunity unlike any other. And, and so while I didn't get the chance to spend time with everybody that I wanted to, I had a list of people that I wanted to connect with. And it's just not reasonable that you're going to get through that because everyone is busy. Mm -hmm. e even if you just did the summit sessions, it's overwhelming. But everyone also has all, you know, all their extracurricular things that they're involved with. Uh, but I, I was able to, to spend time with, with a lot of people and have some one-off coffee and breakfast and just hang out and 
that was really rewarding because uh, there are a lot of amazing people in this industry and it's it's nice that we can connect via social and online and maintain those relationships but there's something to just spending the time together in person and i would say that as well for the team and we really missed uh jim there but he was home where he needed to be with uh with a pregnant wife uh but it was great having the team together and spending some time together and uh, again we talk a, a lot you know i feel like we're very very connected as a team but just having us all there and going out to dinner at Hell's Kitchen was <laughs> was phenomenal yeah. and fun. And, you know, it, it, it was just nice to, to have that all together. Yeah, it was um, funny when, when then, we found out that you had come out and I was like, oh, yeah, when's the last time I saw Jason in person? And then I think about it because it doesn't feel like we haven't seen each other in that long because we work right, together all right. the time and we're, you know, I, I know what's going on in your, your kids' lives and all of that. And then I actually think about it. It might have been like 2014, you know, Um yeah 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 and so it's it's good to like have that in-person time i had a similar experience with jim gordon uh you know i feel like we're we're like living right next to each other you know we spend a lot of time together and you know as we were building out tactician uh, you know, I talked to him four and five times a week. And, and so it's like, of, of course we hang out all the time, but he's like, dude, we haven't seen each other since 2010 or something <laughs> like that. Uh, so we were able to kind of get away from the strip and and have a, a quiet lunch and catch up. And so that was, you know, that was awesome. So it's Cause so, I actually you know, didn't people, run into Jim Gordon and he and I actually mm. do live next to each other. I mean, we're both in Atlanta, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of people that I meant to see out there that uh, are based in Atlanta, but I still somehow only see them at industry events and stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm going to have to follow up separately and, and have a little Atlanta. Yeah. Get together. You'll have to, you'll have to have a lunch with, with him. Um, and then I would say third, uh, investing in getting a, a nice suite was, <laughs> was amazing. As John, as John mentioned, it was a nice, about that. <laughs> well, it was it was a nice nice refuge, not not only for me but just in general. And we were able to have some really productive uh, meetings with several of our clients that were there, and just you know have a, a place away from all of the noise to just spend that that time together. Uh, but it turned into almost a a place to escape for a lot of people. We had lots of just industry connections and people we knew wandered up to the the suite and just hung out for 15 and 20 minutes. And they all said something similar, like this was so amazing, you know, just to get that 15 minutes of, of kind of solitude to recharge. And uh, I think John and I were talking about, and we didn't really put much thought into it. We just opened it up. I had a few goodies I'd picked up at the grocery store on my way down to Vegas and we threw them out on the table. I think we bought some, uh, we bought some macaroons or something and Swedish some fish. waters, but we didn't really, we had a, a huge bag of Swedish fish, but we didn't really put much thought into it. It was really fun and, and a nice place to hang out. So I think John and I were talking about we like, we should do this again next year, but put a little bit more thought <laughs> into it and create it into kind of a, a loungy feel where it's like super chill and people can just come and, and hang out. Cause there were other, there were other companies on that floor that had that had suites and they were doing their thing and it's cool, but I wandered into one and just felt like really stuffy and salesy and they're, they, you know, want to go through pitches and you have to be on. And we, I wanted the opposite. I want people can just turn off, switch off and just chill there, you know, and have a little bar set up with some goodies and beverages. And I think we're totally going to do that next year. Cause I loved having the suite. And as, as a bonus, I, I got pushed into actually staying there, which I be, begrudgingly did the first day or so. But then by like the third day, I'm like, this kicks ass. I feel like a freaking rock star. <laughs> it was pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. That's awesome. I also wanted to bring up uh, the topic of uh, Unsummit too, since it's not actually oh, yeah. a yeah. summit event, but it's obviously, a, you know, tied to it indirectly in some ways um i don't know if you could if you could yeah. talk a moment about how that went yeah so i've been to a few on summits in the in the past and you know david mcbride puts a lot of work into to pulling this off and uh this year it was it, it was like a last minute um decision i think for him to put it together and he was able to do it i see it seemed like flawlessly and he had uh i think claravine and whoever the other consulting agency is please forgive me i can't remember their name stepped up to be sponsors last minute um and helped with some of the logistics so that that was great the setting um was at unlv uh in their alumni center super chill laid back 
just it's my kind of conference like if i could design a conference i'm like this just feels good to me uh just because it's it's small yeah. and you can have those those rich conversations and there's not this rush if if adobe summit is a is a high-end sports car going 280 miles an hour this is like just a luxury car just taking a sunday cruise you know and sometimes you need yeah. that just chill and enjoy the moment so it was really good we had for, um, for the record the other real... uh, sponsor was bounteous it looks like oh bounteous thank sure you their name out there thank you yeah so i pretty you know it was awesome that those two companies stepped up and helped with with sponsoring so that the event could could go off um again i think it was it was really well done um when i've attended summits in the past it's always been the thing that i've one of the things that I look forward to the most, um, and this year was no exception. They always have conflicts now, which, I mean, that Monday yeah. before Summit, there's always so many things going Th on. Things spill over, right? Yeah. But it, yeah, cause the, it, it is yeah. interesting because, you know, Unsummit is smaller and um, more collaborative, it feels like. And I had a few people be like, oh, this, you know, Adobe Summit's gotten too big, but um, Observe Points. I don't know. Is it even called Summit? But uh, Observe Points meeting, not the Elevate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not the digital Elevate. or virtual one, but the actual. Right, right, yeah, I heard right. really good things. Like yeah, I heard Valley. really good things from quite a few people that um, it had that same smaller collaborative atmosphere, um, and and that they got a lot out of it. So that that intrigued me. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it was good. And, and really, one of the things that pushed me is we had actually two clients that were there and were speaking. So uh, Todd Shaman from uh, Christian Science Monitor talked and he talked about uh, analytics in the in publishing, um, which was a really interesting topic. Uh, and then we had Brett from Workfront. Um, also a client of ours present and he had this really unique and interesting kind of single point of um, capturing data it's interesting that you brought it up because what he was talking about sounds really similar to uh what what you were talking about this new adobe platform where you know there's not this evars or mm -hmm. events or s props it's just you know this one way to define things he he's trying to propose something similar for how uh workfront um defines their data and he presented his model as really interesting conversation michael helbling at search discovery great gave a great speech to kick it off i will have to say though that um matt gershoff absolutely destroyed <laughs> it I like heard. he was by far my favorite speaker just a phenomenal job and and it's tough because he you know he chooses really really deep topics and it was the end of the day very last speaker something that could be easily really difficult to get behind but you know, I, I think we, he was, he was going and, and I saw people giving him that we got to wrap it up sign where we're getting out of time. I'm like, no, no, keep going. <laughs> this is so good. So he, yeah, he absolutely killed it and was, was my, my favorite session, but they were all, they were all great. You know, the speakers were, were really good. And I think some of them were, were last minute because again, I think um, David put this together last minute. So for everyone that participated, it, it was, it was awesome. And I know they were under some tough constraints, but um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it other than um, so Michael Helbling and I were coming back from breakfast and I, I, we were driving together and I had, I had the address punched into ways and it took me behind the Thomas and Mack Center, which is the the basketball stadium on campus in this like back parking lot. I'm like, this doesn't feel right at all. And we were like in like this, like the, de the depths of, of UNLV. I'm like, I am super confused. So then I typed in the actual name of the place into ways and it rerouted us and took us right to the front door. But when I typed in the address itself, it took us like to this back door place. I'm like, so weird. So anyway, uh, we, we walk in and Michael Helbling, we got David greeted everybody and, and Michael's like, yeah, it was great. But my Uber driver sucked, like got me totally lost back here. I'm like, Hey, I'm standing right here. The funny thing is though, during the first break, uh, he wandered over and we were talking and she's like, she's like, dude, my Uber driver, like got me lost in the middle of campus. And we got there. She said, that's it. Get out. I'm not, I'm not going any further. So she kicked Eli out in the middle of campus and she had to like wander through oh, campus geez. to find the alumni center. So I'm like, see, it wasn't just me that was using the address and got, and got lost on campus. That's funny. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. But overall it was, it was a really good time. And who actually went to bash? Cause I know that, that Jason and I both got a, a little peopled out kind of John, did you go? 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hila and I. Oh, that's uh, right. Went Hila, I know. Yeah, Hila I actually went. thought that was a. It was um, yeah, it was a, it was a. I thought it was a great time. Uh, the Killers were the entertainment this Second year. Second time I missed which, out uh, on them, by the way. Oh man. Yeah, one of my favorite bands. So, and actually, it was I was also. I mean, we keep talking about the size, but I was totally blown away by the just the size of the performance. It was at the, you know, the the T-Mobile Arena, mm-hmm. which I actually, uh, I guess, wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize it was actually there. So it was. It was a pretty pretty packed uh, crowd, so it was it was definitely like a full blown kind of show. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of fun. We uh, you know hung out with uh, some of our clients and, and friends, and yeah, it was it was a nice uh, nice little break. I enjoyed the break of not being there, but yeah, As I saw some I. of the pictures. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is an actual full blown concert. Like that arena looked yeah. completely packed. I'm like, this is insane. Yeah, no, it was a. Uh, it definitely did not feel like um, um, a conference event, unlike some years in the past. It was like it was actually like big enough that it actually felt like a uh, a full blown thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was it was it was pretty cool that that was included for those that enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, no, <that's laughs> yeah. <cool. laughs> Yeah, I missed out on the Killers in 2010. I believe that's the year that they performed. I missed out on that one. So then I was I was excited when I heard that they were the act this year for the Bash, and then missed it again. So I guess anytime that the the Killers are the, 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 the performers at the Bash, we should probably just assume I'm not going to be there. Oh, I've just had rotten luck. Like I I had to miss. I've been to the Summit four, but missed the Bash specifically for Maroon Five, Flight of the Concords, Lenny Kravitz, the previous Killers, like all of the. Yeah, I've had really bad luck. The only ones I have made it to were Beck and Weezer, and even then I go just to see a few songs so that I could check off the list of like I have seen this artist perform, and then I go back to my hotel and hide. <laughs> Because I'm just—it's just too much people. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to be fair. I have been to a couple in the past, but I think the last one I formally attended was the Black Keys. <laughs> I can't remember what year Thanks. that was. You guys are bringing back a lot of memories. Yeah, yeah I missed that times. one too. <laughs> All these performances. Yeah, I wish I could isn't, figure isn't out how, how people I've remember been to. by. Yeah, people totally. remember summits by the the band, right? Yeah, by the band, and then pre pre Vegas and and post Vegas. Um, uh, and I remember it. I remember it like pre Salt Lake, pre Snowbird. I think it oh, went to Park yeah. City one year. So Snowbird, Did it? Park City. Oh, yeah, yeah uh-huh. I was in Park I went, City. I went, I, went, I went to the Park City one. Oh, yeah, I missed that one. I, I, did, I did too. So I yeah, believe I just, it was at the the Canyons Resort. In Park it City. was yeah. at the Canyons Resort. Side note. Oh, damn it! That brings up some bad memories. Uh-oh. Side note. <laughs> I I uh, I had everything stolen out of my car at the canyons. Oh, so we are. I was up there for an uh, an omniture uh, Christmas party, holiday party, I guess. Uh, and, nerd uh, prom. I, I I had yeah, nerd prom, and I had my <laughs> I had my car valeted. Um, I went back out to my car, and everything was cleared out. Oh. Uh, that's that. So I have bad memories of the canyons, but I'm trying. I should try to. See, actually, my bad memories were from uh, the uh, Grand America Hotel, which is actually a very nice hotel, but it is older historical building, you know, and um, I got stuck in the elevator, like the elevator door. Grand America or Little America? The Grand, the the bigger one. Yeah, it's fairly new. Oh, is it? Well, it's trying to look historical. Well, then it has no excuse for its <laughs> elevator breaking on me because um, like I would get to a floor and then the door could only open a couple inches and then it would close again and go to its next stop. And I was the only person on the inside. So the door would open a couple of inches and I just kind of shout out it like, help. Um, and I've never in my life had cause to use an elevator emergency phone thing. That's the oh, only that's time awesome. I ever have. And the emergency phone didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> So I literally wow. had to like just like shout through the tiny crack in the door when it opened for a split second, like send for help. Um, yeah, that that those were good times. <laughs> built built in two thousand one, FYI. Really? So not that yeah, old. yeah, it's not that old. Yeah, no it's, excuse it's then. New, so yeah, yeah. So unless someone tells me otherwise, the because I quote unquote went and I got my backpack to prove it. Uh, to summit in Vegas, I've been to every location: Snowbird, Park City, oh, look at that. Grand America, Little America, Salt Palace, now the Sands, Vegas. Nice. Oh, 
We need we need pins or something. Yeah. I know. That would be awesome. Speaking <laughs> of pins and swag and stuff, I will say I was disappointed by swag this year. Um, that uh, everyone has socks. So everyone listening to this, if you have a booth, leave the socks to Observe Point and bring funner things. <laughs> um, but did you? But did you get to hold the puppies? No. The second oh. my session ended, like I literally tweeted, like the puppies are still there, right? I'm coming, and I like ran down the hall to get to them, and and just as I got to them, they they uh, closed the line, so I was able to watch other people enjoy the puppies, but I was not able to. I'm, I'm very sad. Like my my right. kids know that's what they know about Summit is that mom gets to <laughs> play puppies. with puppies. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, it sounds like everyone had a great time. We definitely missed you, Jim. Um, yeah. So hope that you will join us there next year. We're already starting to think about it. And in fact, it, it's crazy how much thought just we have to put into Summit, and we don't do much. So I, I can't imagine we're and we were talking about. It. I'm like, I oh, think I it's probably multiple people's. Right. I think it's probably multiple people's full-time job at Adobe just to, to plan summit. Yeah. And every year we think about it when we get back and like, okay, there's 50 things we didn't get done that we wanted to, we need to start planning earlier this year. I'm like, we started in June, you know, <laughs> but it's like, <sighs> so anyway, we, we, we missed you Jim and, and hope you will join us next year. But I was, I was glad to get out there and, and spend some time with you guys. It was a lot of fun. One of the highlights was definitely, hell's kitchen that was some delicious food and and great company yeah i I definitely missed it and trying to keep up with it there was definitely the oh i wish i was there kind of feeling but uh like you mentioned uh for for good reason this year and uh uh, all goes as planned i'll be back there next year so I, i definitely missed i you know like breakout sessions um you know main stage sessions all of that aside i i do just enjoy you know, spending time in, in, in person with, with people and, you know, the, the time that we get together as a team, um, time with mm-hmm. clients of ours that are there. And, and part of it too, is since it's outside the office, when, when we work with clients there, the, the walls come down a bit and, mm-hmm. you know, people are a bit more relaxed and you're able to just sit back and have fun with them as, as a person. And sometimes it's kind of laughing at, Maybe something that went wrong and was stressful in the moment, you know, you're able to kind of see how you shot a chandelier out. with a t-shirt cannon. What's that? <laughs> like how you shot a t-shirt uh, cannon at a chandelier. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, you have those moments. So you're able to to, to, to sit back and, and, and laugh at them and um, have some fun. And then also as part of the fun, you know, talk about, you know, the, the big things to, to do next. So, um yeah, I will be back there next year, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely have some fun. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds great. Yeah, it's absolutely like one of our, it's kind of our, our offsite in a sense. Yeah. Being a completely yeah, remote it is. company. Well, and, so. and even aside from like hanging out with each other, which is awesome, but there are so many people in the community that it, it's a tight, it's a wonderful community. And especially like those who spend a lot of time on Twitter or those who spend a lot of time on Measure Slack, like I do. Um, like there were a lot of folks that I met that I realized like, oh, have I really never met you in person before? Because, you know, we're BFFs. We, we talk all the time and help each other out. And, and they feel like coworkers, even though they're not. And I've never actually, you know, had any shared client work with them. But um, I love spending time and chatting with them. And part of it, too, is just hearing uh, that a lot of us are going through the same problems or at least, you know, the, the client, the problems my clients are experiencing are certainly not unique to them and, and how we're all evolving and as an industry together, um, kind of at the same pace in a lot of cases, uh, can be very reassuring to hear. Um, and also hearing a few cases of folks that, that are a little bit further ahead and just knowing that it is possible to get there. I, I need to hear that of, of all of this effort does uh, does yield results. I did get to run into a few former clients that, you know, it's been three or four years since I worked with them, but finally a lot of the governance things we put in place, they're like, yes, it's working. Everything's clean. It took us a while to get there, but um, you know, your work paid off. And oh yeah, I, I need to hear that kind of stuff. So yay for our industry. Indeed. Indeed. Well, thanks for pulling this together, Jim, um, and letting us reminisce. And hopefully 
didn't bum me out too bad. But uh, I think this is a good uh, good summary and uh, good time all around. Yeah. And and Jim, you're gonna you're gonna owe us lots of baby pictures. That's you know we we didn't get to see you and hang out with you in Vegas, but um, babies. They <laughs> they will be coming. So all right, a couple more awesome. days, a couple more days, Yay. and you know they'll they'll be shared. So uh, you know we're just wrapping stuff up before that happens. But yeah, I think uh, it was great to hear you know everything you guys experienced out there and. Yeah, it's just, you know, our industry's, you know, annual party, you know, let, let's call it what yeah. it is too, which you need some fun. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to live vicariously <laughs> through everybody. Um, but, uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll see everybody next year. No. Cool. Well, thanks guys. I appreciate the time and uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up for now. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at www.33sticks.com. The 33 Tangents podcast is a production of 33 Sticks.